Thank you. Thank you so much. Can you hear me? Great. One of those stories, incredible. Oh my gosh. I know they're leaving, but it takes guts to be that authentic and honest in front of hundreds of people that most of whom you don't know. And so just as you guys are going, well done. You did such an amazing job. Thank you. Really well done. Well, I just want to talk just for a few moments and uh, just first extend my, my thanks for coming, particularly if you're here as a visitor. We absolutely love having guests here, so thank you for coming to church. We realize that, uh, take, again, it takes courage coming to a place that maybe is a bit unfamiliar for you, uh, but thank you so much for coming to be with us. We so love having you here. And uh, today is a great day to be alive because it's Resurrection Sunday. <laughs> If, if there was ever a day to feel happy, then it is today. We've got every reason in the world to be happy on this day of all days because this is the day when Jesus rose again. And uh, I remember a story my mum told me when uh, my daughter, Lauren, was very young and she was being taken to the park by my mother. And we lived in Newcastle at the time. Uh, any Geordies in the room? Anyone from Newcastle? I'm about to butcher the Geordie accent, so I just want to apologize before I do that. Um, so we lived in Newcastle at the time, and Lauren was probably about six or six, five or six years old, and my mom, her grandma's taken us to the park by the hand, and she just noticed that Lauren was looking really, really sad. And she said, Lauren, what's wrong? And she said, Grandma, Jesus is dead. Jesus is dead. They told us last week at Sunday school, Jesus died. And I'm really sad. <laughs> and so my mom said, oh, but you, you know the second part of the story, don't you? God raised Jesus up from the dead. He's no longer dead. He's alive. He rose him up on the third day, on the first Easter Sunday. And Lauren's little face just began to light up. And then we arrived at the park. She arrived at the park with my mum, and she saw her friend James. And so the first thing she did is run up to her friend James, and she's like, James, James, Jesus is alive! Jesus is alive! Because that's what you do when you find out that Jesus is alive. It's such good news, you just have to share it with somebody. And that's what she did. And it is good news for us that Jesus is no longer dead. He is alive. And uh, here is the way the story happened when it first broke, where this news first broke. And we're going to read together in Matthew 28. After the Sabbath at the dawn on the first day of the week, that is Sunday morning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, who didn't get a surname, not quite sure why, went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. And the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I've told you. And so the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid and yet filled with joy. And they ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them. Greetings. Hello. 
he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. And Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Now, I just want to make two very, very quick observations about what we've just read and really focus in on the fact that it was the women who were the first to see the risen Jesus. In all of the... Yeah, Sarah, whoop for the women. (laughs) And this actually is an incredibly significant detail for maybe a number of reasons, but I just want to mention two. Firstly, the first reason why the fact that it was the women who were the first recorded people to see the risen Jesus, the first reason why this is so significant is that it shows us how authentic the biblical account of the resurrection is. Because in a Jewish first century culture, if you wanted to find a witness, a credible witness to testify to an an incredible supernatural event, you would not have chosen a woman. And yet, all four gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all record that it was the women who were the very first ones to see Jesus alive from the dead. And in a first century Jewish culture, women at the time were not considered reliable witnesses, so much so that you could not give evidence in a Jewish court because your opinion was not considered valid. You were considered as a woman little less than male property. In fact, even by AD 50, when the Apostle Paul was writing, women were, there was already an attempt to try and airbrush women out of the biblical accounts. Because that's how women were viewed in the time, in the culture. And yet, all four gospel writers say it was the women who saw Jesus first. Why do they say that? Because that's exactly how it happened. <laughs> And there are many, many reasons why there is systematic and convincing proof of the resurrection. This is just one piece of that jigsaw. You could look at, well, why was the tomb empty? What happened to the Roman guards who would have been killed had they let their dead body escape somewhere? (laughs) There are many, many things to look at if you're looking for evidence of the resurrection. And I would encourage you, if you are skeptical about the resurrection, explore the claims of the Christian faith to yourself. John, one of the beautiful things about the Christian faith is that you don't have to throw your brains away when you start following Jesus. Yes, it's faith. Yes, you have to trust in things. Yes, there's some element of mystery. But you don't have to throw your brains away at the door. It's a reasonable faith based on facts. And so I would encourage you, if you are skeptical Know this, the biblical account of the resurrection is authentic. It's how it happened at the time. And the fact that the women were the first at the tomb is just one piece of our evidence for that fact. The second observation about women being the first at the tomb is this, is that Mary Magdalene is mentioned in all four accounts. Now, interesting thing about Mary Magdalene, she got a surname in Scripture really to set her apart from the other Marys. There are lots of Marys in the Bible. If you read the Gospel accounts, there's all sorts of Marys. It was a very popular name. And so Mary gets the surname Magdalene. Now, there are a few different theories about where her second name came from. The, the most likely is that she came from a town called Magdala in the east of Galilee. 
the area where Jesus often preached, the, the, the area where Mary first started to follow Jesus. That's the most likely scenario. But there is also a, a Talmudic or Hebrew tradition that says this, that there is a Miriam Hamagdala, which means Mary the hairdresser. <laughs> or literally, Mary the woman who plaited other women's hair. That's what Hamagdala means in the Talmudic tradition. This is Mary, Mary Magdalene. We also know about Mary Magdalene that she was the one from whom Jesus set free from seven evil spirits. Again, you can read that in the gospel accounts. She was a woman who was encountering a significant amount of spiritual oppression in her life. She was not a woman at peace. She had a, she had a whole bunch of issues going on in her life. And yet when she encountered Jesus, he freed her from them all in a moment. This is Mary Magdalene, and she is the first one to hold the feet of the resurrected Jesus on the first Easter Sunday. Now, here's the point. Just think about this. At Jesus' birth, the first woman to hold Jesus was Mary the Virgin. As Jesus saw out the old covenant, which is about obeying the law keeping the religious rituals, making sure you were in by outward signs of belonging. Jesus sees out that old way of relating to God. The first one to hold him was Mary the Virgin. The first one to hold him as resurrection was Mary the hairdresser, the woman who had significant issues. Why? Because at the resurrection, Jesus is screaming out loudly, I have started a brand new way of relating to God. And it's not about outward shows of religious ritual. It's about the inward reality of trusting in Jesus. And whether you are rich, whether you're poor, whether you have history, whether you have issues, whether you think you're disqualified, whether you think, oh, I don't need Jesus, wherever you are on that spectrum, actually, Jesus came for you. And the resurrection says that right off the bat. This is a new day. This is a new dawn. This is a new way of relating to God. <laughs> and the fact that Mary Magdalene was the very first one to hold her. The hairdresser with a history. <laughs> I love that. That's the new covenant. That's Jesus. That's the first Easter Sunday. I don't know about you, but I just breathe a sigh of relief. The fact that Jesus came for people with issues. Anyone else breathe a sigh of relief? If you don't breathe a sigh of relief at that, I wonder what's really going on in your heart. Maybe you feel like you don't need help. Maybe you feel like I haven't got any issues that need sorting. Maybe you feel like I've pretty much got it all together. But you know, the resurrection is an invitation to believe in someone who can not just deliver you from an old life, but bring you into a new life. This is what Paul says in Romans 10. He says, If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be saved. It's that simple. I became a Christian, started following Jesus when I was just six years old. I didn't know anything, and yet that was the moment where Jesus saved me. I was thinking this morning about another one of my friends, John. He was in prison. He was a heroin addict. A friend came in and brought him a Bible in prison. He began to read it. And one night he said, Jesus, if you're really real, please deliver me from my heroin addiction. He then went to sleep. He woke up the next morning completely free. And he started following Jesus. 
thinking of a Another friend of mine who came up to me one Sunday morning and she'd been going to an Alpha course, which is just simply a course for those who are exploring the claims of the Christian faith. And she wasn't yet a Jesus follower. And she came up to me after a Sunday morning. She said, Phil, I don't know what's happening to me. I just can't stop crying as we're singing these songs about Jesus. And I just feel so happy. And I don't know what's happening to me. Please tell me. I said, what's happening to you right now is Jesus is coming close to you. He's showing you that he's real. And he's showing you that he wants you to know him. And in the accounts that we heard earlier, numbers of people mentioned being touched by God or that feeling of the Holy Spirit coming close. And what happens in those moments is like that thing about electricity. It's unseen, but it's a real power. And sometimes that real power steps off the unseen page and starts to impact us so that we feel literally touched by God. We feel him coming close. And in just about 30 seconds, I'm going to give you an opportunity personally to respond to Jesus yourself. So it may be here this morning that you're like Mary the hairdresser. Maybe you're an engineer. Maybe you're a lollipop lady. Maybe you're a teacher. Maybe you're a student. Jesus was raised from the dead for you. For you. And in just a moment, I'm going to give you an opportunity to pray a prayer with me and put your hand in the air. Not that putting your hand in the air makes you a Christian. Following Jesus is what makes you a Christian. But putting your hand in the air is a step of saying, I'm humbling myself this morning and I'm saying, Jesus, I need you. And I thank you that you came for me.